All right, welcome back to another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Pin High Media. Sorry for my absence last week, but uh, we're going to talk about the wild weather weekend over at the API at uh, Bay Hill, and we're going to talk all about the Players' Championship down at TPC Sawgrass this upcoming weekend. So let's get into it. Jordan Spieth here, and this is the Dan High Podcast. All right, so let's get inside the ropes to start the week. Um, Scotty Scheffler won what was one of the more, you know, carnage and, you know, just like tough conditioned ridden course we've, we've seen in a little bit of time uh, at like a non-major event. And there's like a couple ways you can look at it. You can look at it like, oh, we love to see that because it's 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 fun for golf fans to see it. But you can also talk about kind of how the tournament set that day up and what was kind of wrong with that. But I'd love to hear your guys' take on that. I mean, yeah, they set up the course like super fast, very, very uh, firm course, but also had that like high rough that like just kept growing throughout the week and you know that's kind of the u.s open combo that that's the formula for the u.s open how they make it play so hard and because of that the players are struggling i mean like guys couldn't hold greens on their iron shots and i mean like i kind of like a happy medium like like for tournaments like this where it's either a super firm course but the rough's not that high or the rough's very high but the course is not that firm i don't know what you guys think i i think it would have been more fair if so they set the tees back another like 60 yards total on um on sunday on a day where it was already whipping in the wind um, it being the courses already like had been firmed up the entire week and was like culminating in a just a dry windy sunday like like you said high rough mm-hmm. uh i it I don't know. It's it's definitely I I think it's entertaining just because it like requires like the best golf shots like to possibly win that tournament. I I think maybe the rough, maybe like not being as thick would have been uh maybe made it a little bit more like could have even made it more entertaining just because like it, it was so penal. But I mean, being that firm, like if if it's soft, it doesn't. The rough doesn't even really matter that much. Like if it, if it's that firm, that's what. Like I love seeing courses that firm. Riv was the same way, just not the same rough. The the pin locations on Sunday were also wild. I know seventeen and eighteen are always like that, but like I don't know if eighteen's always like that, like like to that extent. But eighteen was wildly just like tucked it was it was unlike anything i've ever seen because like uh, you see it on tv but like when you see it like in person how tucked it is you're like how does anyone make an attempt to go for it here and and hold the green and you know you saw victor on 18 hit the fringe and kind of get unlucky that that ball didn't like go two or three feet from the hole but you know, it was a little anticlimactic when, um, when you just kind of have like somebody needing to two putt instead of somebody needing to make a putt. I know Billy Horschel could have made a putt, but it um, 
there's there's two two, two ways to look at it really because like it, it was awesome and like you got a great moment like i was i was on 15 when scotty scheffler um punches out and like doesn't he like maybe went for the green but didn't get it and then and then we're like oh my god victor oh, victor's got a great opportunity here and then victor puts it in the back bunker scotty somehow gets up and down from I don't know how far yeah, it no, was. He, he topped a shot. That was a crazy he top a shot, and he yeah. still got something. Like thick, hard. thick rough. Yeah, that's where I ran into into Matt Berger and on all those guys. They, I was like, I didn't even mean to see them, and I was with my coworker, and we we're just like, you know what? We've been working all week. Let's go watch some golf. And so we roll up on fifteen, and then I just get a tap on the shoulder, and just Matt Berger, I'm like. <laughs> i'm curious do you i'm not sure if you guys know this but if you don't it'd be interesting uh how many guys do you think were under par on sunday i heard at 1.3 about i don't know how late in the day three under that. um somebody was three under uh yeah that was hatton was three under. hatton hatton was three on three under um four so four under oh. was a low score uh lucas herbert had a four under round yeah. four uh there was four scores under par on Sunday, that's it. That's crazy. That's like that. I mean, you like you said, that's literally U.S. Open like conditions slash numbers, right? And it's like, crazy and, to think that one over or even par or like won the tournament. I think I tweeted that out at some point. Oh yeah, on the pin high account, saying like if like whoever shoots even par today is going to win the tournament. And, and uh, but who was who was who was tied for the lead? Was it Goot? It was Goot shot like forty four in the front. Which was like 44. Uh, Horschel like was still in the contention at the end, but like there are people shooting like 45, like Zalatoris was like eight over uh, right. at one point. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Like, and then, like at one point it looked like Gary Woodland was going to take control of the tournament. He made an Eagle and then like followed it up with a double bogey. And that just is like heartbreaking to, for that to happen. And um, he ended up a stroke or two strokes behind, but um, there was Gary, some... get, get, get Gary Woodland's Eagle on 16 was ridiculous. Like from the sand, like all the way to the green makes the putt and then he what he double bogeyed 17 right mm-hmm. yep. yeah right after so i mean there was some <laughs> intrigue coming down the stretch um no it was it was interesting it just yeah, wasn't and scotty's putt yeah. like on 18 was like it was not like it was a Crazy super putt. long putt yeah and i got it's like within like right a there. couple inches so we're standing on the 18th green after like the the trophy presentation and I'm standing probably like a little bit further than what Scotty's putt was, but it was like probably it was probably, probably what would have been like an 80 foot putt. And you're walking on this green, and I don't think like seeing it on TV does it justice because me and my coworker were like we're like looking at the at the ground, it's like it was like brown, and it just felt like you were walking on like a like a very thin carpet on like a concrete floor. It was yeah, like you gotta start carrying golf balls around with you in your pocket. So after the round, you just like bounce the golf balls. You gotta do the, you, get, like, you gotta be the guy doing the rough test. Like do like 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 okay, here, here here's how thick the rough is today. So and we actually all got the ball and like you can't see it. We didn't want to risk anybody getting mad at us. Not that they would have the tournament was over, but like <laughs> he was uh my go was gonna uh pour like a drop of water of his water bottle onto the green and just be like and be like that's the that's the, the amount of water that hit this green this weekend 
Um, no, but like also the, the course was so dried out because in the two weeks that we were down there, it did not rain once. And it was 80 to 85 and sunny every single day. I still think it was like pretty intentional though that they like if it obviously if it rained that like they, you can't control that but they just didn't water the course for the week like they wanted it to play like this I yeah and, I, 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 I think that's kind of like they're like they're like what they realize now is that they can make this co- this course like so incredibly tough if it's especially if it, if it doesn't rain like it could be so incredibly firm and fast like we saw and, like the rough is so thick like it's it's like I feel like they're embracing almost like how tough it is, which is like, and Rory, Rory had comments about it, but, and like, this is like, it's almost, we don't, we don't really see something like this that often besides the U S open, maybe the masters uh, PGA is never like it. Um, it's, it's definitely brought the best players to the top two, like Scheffler and Hovland, like Rory and Rom are top 20. Um, Zalatoris is in there, but like if you have a like shoot 44 in the front on Sunday, like you're done, like that's it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like, from whatever you, you see it, and it just kind of looks like this resort course. And like, resort courses usually aren't necessarily hard. Like, I wonder, like, what other definitely courses, not a resort course, though. What, what other courses they could like make tougher just by not watering it pretty much and letting the rough grow. Like, I wonder if one of these tournaments where they go 30 under, like if they could make it tougher like that you can't just create wind though is the thing i mean the wind no, was can't. definitely a factor for sure so that's why i'm I'm, I'm I'm just waiting for a week where at the players it's going to be like this week is going to be bad weather a couple days mm-hmm. like i'm waiting for a week where it's going to be like just no weather at all like or like no rain for like weeks like just dry and windy and like kind of like chilly almost because right, mm-hmm. right by the ocean like i'm waiting for that to happen it'll be that will be like this was carnage like that will be an incredible carnage and it'll be so fun to watch in those last few holes too and like obviously we love to see like the five under like finish like even par on, on sunday wins the round or wins wins the tournament it's awesome to see like and from a golf fan perspective who doesn't love to see that mm-hmm. but also there's like the player element where if like they just get beat up all week and all or all weekend for that for, for that matter like um, rory, like rory you're gonna get guys like obviously rom said today that he liked the challenge but not everyone's rom you're gonna get like, no, rom, 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 rom loves everything about like a heart setup like yeah. that's he he embraces it not everyone's the number one overall player in the world um mm-hmm. but you're gonna like you're gonna lose guys it's the week before the the, the players which is another schedule change that kind of you know, screws screws the tournament over a little bit. Um, you know, you're gonna guys that don't want to deal with that the week before the players, and you're gonna get guys like Rory that might not come back because they think the course is unfair, and the the fans might love it, but the play, the players might not. So, yeah, it's just an interesting little back and forth there because we as diehard golf fans just love to see that because it's just fun to see good golfers, elite yeah. golfers, struggle. Um, can we talk about Victor Hovland for a second? Because this guy found almost every bunker on the golf course, I think, during the tournament. Mm-hmm. And still finished T2, but he's terrible out of the bunkers. Like, it doesn't look comfortable at all whenever he takes a shot out of the bunker. 
that's another thing where it's like that that is that is a fixable thing so right, absolutely you're that good and like you said this on sunday when you texted in our group chat you're like when you can you know struggle that much in, in the bunkers oh, yeah. and, and still be in a golf tournament and be the number three golfer in the world it just shows how good of a ball striker you are and how good he's he's actually he's he's an unreal putter too isn't he like he's like top 40 in strokes game yeah, putting. No, his putting got pretty good this year i'll say that that, that, that wasn't a that wasn't a strong part of his game and now he's improved that a lot now he just like you you hear his interview after the round he's like he's like it's like you just he just blatantly says like i suck at chipping and just starts like laughing like he's just like a little like kid like going out and having fun and just happens to be in, in, insane at golf and then just suck at chipping but like like every time because i had him out right uh, this week like every time you hit a shot i'm like please don't go in the bunker please don't go in the bunker because like <laughs> you knew if he went in the bunker he wasn't gonna get up and down so and that's just kind of how it was and like you said that's fixable so like there's still like victor hovland hasn't reached his peak yet obviously and he's still very young but Mm-mm. he's third in the world right now and he's a terrible bunker player mm. he's playing i mean he's playing as well as anyone in the world right now like yeah. three wins in his last what eight starts something like that right and then you sprinkle in a couple top five finishes as well and he's three top fives three wins yeah um it's it's just interesting to see a guy and not have a part of the game and and still play so well kind of similar to like colin morikawa how he has like most parts of his game but his putting hasn't been that great like for his genesis (laughs) yeah the genesis it was good but like he still like wins tournaments with a part of his game not fully there so well, that, that's like what like we've talked about before like with the putting like all morikawa needs is like one like even have one too like all they need is like one hot putting week or like one just like decent putting week like above average strokes gain strokes gain putting and they'll be in contention because their ball striking is so consistent and so good and that's that's all it that's all it takes if victor figures out his chipping and he's already this good and he's he's not as good of a chipper and maybe not like even as I don't know I, w- I wouldn't say he's as good of a ball striker as even Rom or Morikawa but he's like right up there right up against that but if he gets that chipping figured out like he's gonna be he, he's already is unbelievable but he's gonna be even even better yeah and on top of the tournament like just being like you know good or pretty good finish obviously like five under like we love we love to see that the just like the overall history and like the Mm-hmm. like Arnold like all the amount of stories I heard about Arnold Palmer this week and just like how good of a person he was it's cra- it was like crazy to me just like how elite of a human being someone can be like that guy just like didn't miss yeah I mean I feel like I feel like I, can't, I shouldn't really speak for you but I feel like when you step at Bay Hill it's almost like you're stepping into like a different world at some yeah point. I so I I should probably clarify like what what I'm talking about. Like I so I'm started a new job on the Mastercard golf team, um, pretty much at, at this um, sport marketing agency. And so, obviously, Mastercard uh, sponsors the API, and so I was there for the past two weeks. Something that was really cool was that we stayed at Bay Hill. I had no clue that was going to happen, and I walk in and. Like there's the Arnold Palmer, Arnold Palmer branded, like everything in the room. And like, there's a Bay Hill ball marker, uh, sitting on my, on my dresser. And I'm like, okay, this, this is golf heaven. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so some of the pictures you were saying were unbelievable. Like, and I was so jealous. They like you step outside your balcony, not my side, but the other side, which is where one of my uh, coworkers was uh, staying. There's the other side of the hallway. You step out. It's just the putting green and you know, the, the driving range and it's just unreal. Also the, the, the restaurant is called Bay window in there. And they have this drink that, that Arnie really liked called the Bay Hill Hummer. Have you guys ever heard of a mudslide? I've heard of it. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what so goes in. Similar to a mudslide. So I took a picture of it last night because of course I had to, had to get one to cap off my, my of time. Bay Hill. Our signature after dinner drink made with kettle one vodka, brandy, dark creme de Kachow? I don't know what that is, to be honest. Uh, and Haagen-Dazs vanilla ice cream. It's basically a vanilla awesome. milkshake, vanilla milkshake with, with booze. And uh, it's 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 very dangerous because you, it just tastes like a vanilla milkshake. Yeah, that's probably, that's what I was about to say. It's, it's a milkshake and they just kind of sneak it in there. Sounds awesome. Yeah, no, but like having breakfast in, in, in Vail every day, having dinner uh, there and other places, honestly, the city of Orlando's restaurants aren't, aren't that good, but, but Bay Hill, very good. Was just like a absolute once in a lifetime opportunity. This was like, it was crazy to do for two weeks. Yeah. That place is, I carried there for my dad a couple of years ago and I got the, in the pro-am and it was, it was, it was, conditions weren't as hard as it was today or was yesterday, I guess. I mean, on Thursday, they but, weren't as hard as, Saturday. No, no, of course not. This was we were on a Wednesday, but it was like even we were playing with my dad was playing with Sam Saunders, Arnold Arnie's grandson, and it was like people were coming up to him, like talking to him, uh, like about his grandfather. It, it was it was such a cool. He was telling everyone. his stories, like it was so like the history and like everyone there like just loves to be a part of it. It's I it was such an awesome experience. Everyone loves or, lo- or everyone loved Arnold Palmer. It's it's mm-hmm. crazy. Like everyone on the property actually just refers to him as like Mr. Palmer. I, it, like I, I didn't realize that going in. It's just like, it's crazy. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe that'll get a lot of the players to, to keep playing in it. Hopefully. Cause like they, they didn't do it any justice by putting it right before the players uh, and making it that hard this year. No. And you, so it used to, the players used to be in May. So yeah. Mm-hmm. not really of course the, yeah that's the whole, the whole florida swing is not the api's fault but no it's not no and, and that's what we were talking about we we're talking about last week about the whole the the honda it's 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 unfortunate that like wherever it goes in the florida swing it's like all right well guys are going to want to play the api and then guys are going to play the players and then like the valspar and like and honda are kind of left out for dry it's kind of like you don't want to go from all the way across the country to play the Honda and then go play the Arnold Palmer day. You're going to want to take a week off. It's, it's kind of a weird dynamic of what do you, what players will choose to do and what they don't won't they won't do, especially the top ones. So um, I guess I'll leave it with, uh, have I told you guys anything about, I, I guess I very briefly uh, talked about the, the Max Homa hole in one, scenario that was happening oh yeah you have to so explain I'll, that. I'll tell that story to, to, to end our api talk so 
we had this this uh this hospitality venue called the palmer patio um off of the 14th green and mastercard every year or at least this year and last year i'm not sure but the history behind before that but makes a two hundred thousand dollar donation to the arnold and winnie palmer foundation if someone makes a hole in one last year there was two and they donated four hundred thousand dollars but this year it was the same thing two hundred thousand dollars and if someone made a hole in one there's going to be like a special toast um like surprise toast that the player would go into the the hospitality venue and like you know um just like raise a, a raise a glass for everyone and everyone like drink Arnold Palmer logistical nightmare realistically, but cool. And you never know who, who it's going to be that gets the hole in one. Of course it is a MasterCard ambassador that, that does it max homage. Um, and you know, we just get a radio. It's just like hole in one max Oma 14 old. Like a fire, fire drill, right? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, Oh Jesus um and there's so much that had to come together to do it but but um my my role which was just like so just like i so i get this like big big check and i'm standing by a porta potty um hiding with it so that i guess there's not a surprise i don't know i mean like i'm obviously a 22 year old working at a company that does all this i'm not like you know I just do the do the dirty work. Do what you're so asked saying, to do, right? Yeah, I do what I'm asked <laughs> to do. I'm I'm not gonna act like I do any life changing work while I'm at while, yeah. while I'm on site. Walks out to the walks out to Bay Hill like he owns the place. Um, no, no. And when I when I tell you this story, you're gonna you're you're gonna see why I don't act like I own the place. I I as I'm holding the sign behind like a porta potty, and like people are walking by, like, what is this kid doing? And the, then finally. Max Homa comes comes over and they're about to do, like do like take a picture with the, with the check over by like this um this Mastercard like sign that's uh, lining the 14th hole. So they're like, all right. After like 15 minutes of me standing there with the check, I walk over and there's just a circle of like three of my coworkers that all know all know uh, Max Homa, and then I walk up with a sign. It's a very intimate setting. And I walk up and I'm just like, I don't know what to, what to do right now. Do I say hi? Do I just do, I don't want to overstep my boundaries. I'm so, I'm just, so I just walk up, I go with the no dialogue option, which was probably weirder now that I think about it <laughs> and, and, or not now that I think about it, trust me, I've thought about it. Um, <laughs> and I act as a human shield um, with a sign as we like walk through a crowd to get a picture of him with the with the with the check absolute hectic mayhem going on there sure um i described it after um i said i am and i was incredibly uncomfy yeah maybe we should get max home on the podcast to discuss yeah i was maybe like Max Home was oh, definitely going back saying uh like going back to his caddy and his friends saying that like, like yeah, this weird kid just didn't say anything as he was as he was handing me the as he was handing me like, the oh, you, you oh, I didn't give him the I didn't give him the oh, okay, okay. No, I was just yeah, I don't know. It was the whole thing. I don't know. I got flustered. <laughs> it was it was stressful. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> you, you weren't given any direction. 
Um, yeah, no, not at all. But overall, Bay Hill, great time. Fun time. But let's get into skins if you guys don't have anything more to say about actually we do have we do have one thing here i have a people's champ of the week for the first time and like okay yes yeah so let's get into people's champ of the week so people's champ of the week uh i saw this i think it was posted on on monday q info and you know also on the other um on no laying up and a bunch of other golf accounts um the puerto rico open happened last week uh, you know, obviously it's the second tournament. You don't really see it that much, but it was on the golf channel at the end of the round. And the winner of the Puerto Rico Open was Ryan Brem. Now, there there is a, an interesting story about the Puerto Rico Open and Ryan Brem winning. I mean, obviously the Puerto Rico Open has the curse attached to it, but if anyone was to win, I think Ryan Brem was probably the guy that you wanted to win. Um, I mean, last year he lost his mother to brain cancer, which is which is pretty sad. Um, and he was also playing on his last medical start. So he needed to win the tournament to keep his PGA tour card. Um, so he's going out there and like, even if he finished T2 or T3, wouldn't have kept his card. And he ended up winning the tournament and gets to keep his PGA tour card kind of like a walk-off win there. So that's why pretty good people's champ of the week there. I didn't know that. Congrats to him. He won't win another PGA tour event again, but but he gets to keep his card. Very, yeah, very, very on cool. US soil. His card for two. Yes, on on US Actually, soil dude, on a Sunday. Bina, I was talking about this, this on a Sunday. You now won it at Northern Trust. Oh, on a Sunday. On okay. a Sunday. On a Sunday in US soil. Okay. <laughs> All right. On a Sunday then in US soil. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Monday uh, finishes. Monday finishes are completely get fair game. Exam. If, okay. if, it, if it actually if it comes down to a Monday finish at any event, just bet on the guy who has who won the Puerto Rico Open. He's probably gonna he's probably gonna win it. But what was the tournament? There was a tournament earlier this year that finished on Saturday. What which one was that? Oh, Farmers. The farmers, yeah, Farmers. Okay, yeah. The, the Fino, Fino and Hoblin can win that. Yeah. They can win that. Um. So before we actually get into skins, but it's it's going to be players talk. I wanted to bring up the whole um, thing that ESPN Plus is doing the, this weekend with with uh, every every shot right live, which yeah. is going to be absolutely awesome because you know, say you have a top forty bet out there that you're sweating, you can just watch them like finish like the whole entire thing, and you know, there's guys that have become kind of like my guys recently. Obviously, Corey Connors, not that recent, but Kirk, but Chris Kirk has kind of become my guy recently. Mm-hmm. If I want to, I can just watch them. Yeah, that's pretty so cool. Honestly, honestly for, for that helps not even like just like want, wanting to watch your guy in the first couple of days. But like you said, like if it comes down to a, a bet on Sunday and there's they're showing like they're not showing anywhere near your guy, but your guy's like, all right, he has a birdie pun 18 to get top 40. Like that's like people will watch that. People will watch the random feeds just for betting purposes. Like yeah, I'm yeah, sure I feel, like, I feel like that happens every week for, for us. I mean, yeah, especially for me, I feel like it goes the opposite direction every week. Um, on 18, they need like a birdie and they don't get it or something like that. And for me, they just shoot eight with par. Maverick it doesn't matter. What'd you say? It happened with Maverick McNeely, though. But yeah, yeah, we did have the opposite Maverick Maverick McNeely giving me a birdie on 18 mm-hmm. to to get me a bet. But um yeah, it does come down to it. And I like that. I kind of get like remember the you know how the masters has the app where you could like do everything? Like it's yeah. kind of trying to bring that updates kind of like that. 
Yeah, exactly. I love the Masters app. That's like that's the best app on the PGA Tour. Should just model their app after the yeah, Masters I, app. I'm, like, I'm, like, I don't know why they haven't. It's so like they literally like you can watch every single shot like that is hit. Why and it's don't so they have awesome. that? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think I don't it's just understand. the cameras. Like, I think they just don't have cameras. Falling no, 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 no. Just the updated. Yeah, I don't know. It's just they have well, shot the, link, but it's like it's like holes behind. The, the the PGA the PGA Tour website and the app. Are just the worst. Like Hire me to follow Corey Connors' group. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pat's gonna be Corey Connors' official scorer, just walking behind. I'll be the SID. You should. You should. Corey Connors. Can you can you do the uh, uh, the Corey Connors shot tracker? Oh, is that yeah? Is that what you meant? You should be like the like like you know they have like speed tracker and uh, Kepka tracker. Oh, no, that's You should you should be Corey Connors <laughs> tracker. They probably have that. <laughs> You're not dedicated enough. Can we, can we have a? Can we, I'll be. The, I need to be the Xander tracker. Uh, see how many times he chokes before he before he there's wins. Definitely again. a Xander tracker out there. There, is, there probably there, is. There probably is. There's, there's like probably an like a Martin Laird tracker out there. Like there's a tracker for so many people. Cameron Tringahoy. There probably is. I'm not joking. You think I'm? I'm not serious. But I don't. I don't Chez, think- Chez, if you're listening. We, we'll we'll track your we'll we'll get all your tournaments and track all your shots. I don't think there's a Corey Connors tracker out there, a Scory Corey tracker. I feel like that. I feel like there. I don't know. Yeah, I just did a quick uh, Twitter search and then didn't find it. So, all right. Well, we're we're, we're available. I'm I'm I'll be more than happy to go to every golf tournament and just follow uh, one guy, see what happens. Yeah. So, would we like to move on to skins? Yeah. First, a word from Roback. So you probably noticed us wearing some new Roback merch over the past few episodes. We're partnering with Roback and and we couldn't be more excited. So head to the link in our bio, add the Roback merch you want, and you'll get 15% off just by using the link. So enjoy and crave activity. Skins. So we have the Players Championship this week, the fifth major, uh, you know, obviously one of the strongest and deepest fields of the year at TPC Scottsdale. You know, almost all the top 75 players in the world are usually playing this tournament. So it's it's a big draw, obviously. And I mean, no better place to have it than TPC Sawgrass every year. Um, considered Pete Dye's masterpiece golf course, I guess, if you should say that. Um it's a you know seventy two hundred yards par seventy two and there's no two holes I saw grass to play in the same direction. I think we said this last year, but that's a pretty interesting fact. Uh, you have the Bermuda greens, and obviously Trev mentioned earlier the wind could play a big factor in how hard the golf course is going to play. Um, the weather doesn't look that nice this week. We might have some rain, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, there's seventeen water hazards at TBC Sawgrass and eighty eight bunkers. There's going to be pretty small greens, so strokes gain around the greens and strokes gain approach probably the two most important stats. Uh, and Adam Scott, course horse, he has more rounds in the 60s at Sawgrass than any other player. So uh, Adam Scott, and he has been playing pretty well recently as well. So that's a guy to look at this week. Um, and just looking at key stats, I mentioned strokes gain approach, strokes gain around the green, and I would say par fours gained. Uh, got a score on driving game. accuracy is really important. Yeah, yeah accuracy is good. That's all I saw. But uh, distance isn't really that big at, at Sawgrass. No, um, really, I feel like what I've seen is just like taking your medicine, not taking your medicine, but like playing smart, right? Positioning yourself off the tee. 
Yeah, agree. Um, and then previous winners, Justin Thomas, also another player who plays really well at Sawgrass. He won last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one won in 2020, but we give that to Hideki Matsuyama after he shot nine, nine over in the first round and they canceled the tournament. So that, that sucked for him, but he ended up coming back with a master. So I guess it's okay. Yeah. Uh, Rory McIlroy, Webb Simpson, Siwoo Kim, Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, Siwoo Kim, Pete Dice specialist, Siwoo Kim. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much it for the players. I mean, everybody everybody knows the golf course really well by now and it's going to be an interesting tournament to, to bet. So what was I at? 0.56 units last week? Yeah, it goes Pat, then you, or it goes you, then me, then Jeek. So how much am I up on the, on the... So Pat is 13.23 units up. Uh, nice. I am down 2.35 and Trevor's down 24.95. <laughs> Um, last week was a tough uh, week for, for a lot of our bets, uh, especially, I think, you know, Will Zalatoris, Pat had the top, top 30 Will Zalatoris and he, what did he go? Six over eight over on the last day. Um, you know, obviously I had Rory McIlroy outright and Victor Hovland outright, as well as a Rory McIlroy top 10 and, you know, Rory fell faded to the weekend and Hovland was right there till the end and, and just couldn't get it done. So it was an interesting week for some picks yeah so i'll start i i there are two guys on my card that i think the value is just outrageous sung jm is 50 to 1 to win this golf tournament Mm -hmm. that is crazy odds i know he might not win but that is crazy odds to be 50 to 1 to win this golf tournament so I have a quarter of a unit on that, quarter of the unit, quarter of a unit on Colin Morikawa. Just I feel like I had to throw it in there. He's he's so good. I mean, I think he's going to position himself well with like that three wood that he loves. Um, he can do it with with irons as well. His iron plays insane, and his putting is coming around. So mm-hmm. he he can win any week of the year. So I got Cam Smith uh, thirty six to one. I think that, that those odds are very good too. Um, it's not the one that I was. Uh, alluding to, but that's a quarter of a unit to win nine. And then Corey Connors, 70 to one. Has he, has he, has he been playing all, all right? Yeah. I, feel like I haven't yeah. seen him that yeah. much. He was top 10 this week. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he 11 last week at the, at the, yeah. No. Um, yeah. So like, that's, that, that those are my outrights. I'm kind of freaked realizing i left someone off my card but whatever um so for just my regular bets i got Corey connor's top 40 minus 110 1.1 unit to win uh one cam smith top 30 at uh even money and i had two units on that originally but i kind of want to put something on um on sung jay to come like top something. Actually, you know, I'll just stick with Cam Smith, two units to win two units. Uh, and then I got Chris Kirk, top 40, plus 110. That's 0.9 units to win 0.99 units, which kind of sucks that it's not just one unit. But Chris Kirk, another guy, his stats this year, if you look at them, are crazy. Yeah, unreal. He's having a really good year. He's going to win a mm-hmm. tournament soon, I think, just based on how he's been playing. Yeah, yeah. Two, two top 10s in a row. Exactly. No, he's 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 having a great great year. I mean, his strokes gain around the green is really good. His 
every everything's in the top 100 everything's in like top 60 in the top 60. i could totally see chris kirk in like a final group this week i don't know why just it feels right to me i feel obligated to 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 put him on my card now no that's it it. all right i will start a lot of plays this week i will i'll start my winners like pat did uh daniel berger and matt fitzpatrick both 0.25 0.25 units to win 8.5 and nine, nine units respectfully. Fitzpatrick is playing insane right now, like multiple top tens in a row, has top tens here at Sawgrass. Um, Berger also obviously played well at the Honda until that last day, had top T5 at the Century before that, and has top tens in a T2 at Sawgrass. Or no, he doesn't have a T2. I was looking at the wrong thing. Um, so I point. Two five units on both of them. I have Hovland to win 0.5 units to win 9.5 plus 1900. I just feel like he's just he's playing as well as anyone in the world, and he he has a very good chance to win. And he played well uh, the year 2020. It was canceled. He was like 700 par, I think, that first day. Uh, so he can make some noise. Then I'll go. Adam Scott top 30. G you mentions a core source plus 130. Uh, one unit to 1.3. Pat Chris Kirk, top 40 plus 110, one unit to 1.1 has an incredible stats. CT Pan, top 40 plus 290, 0.5 units to 1.45. This is just a gut kind of like there's bad weather, and I remember him at Royal Melbourne kind of hanging these like weird, like kind of like creative, like big, like hooks and like fun, like like big creative shots. And that's someone that stuck out to me. Um, he's played well at Sawgrass before too. Brooks Kepka, top 10, plus 410. Uh, I think he has some really good value this week. Even people are saying it might be the fifth major. So and he hears the word major and he, uh, he turns it on to 2.1 units. And then I have a couple combo, I guess, parlays, I guess. Um, any four, like stick with me here, any four of Hatton, Leishman, Siwoo Kim, Fleetwood, or Sergio to all finish top 40, 0.5 units to win 2.5 units. Um, and then my last one is Shane Lowry, Matt Fitzpatrick, Daniel Berger, and Hideki, all top 20, 0.5 units to win 23 units plus 4,600. Uh, so those are all my all my plays this week. All right, so I'll get into my picks now. I heard your picks, and I actually am going to take a winner from each of you. This wasn't on purpose; it's just what happened before. So I also have Colin Morikawa outright. Um, found him at plus sixteen hundred. I have half a unit to win eight units on that. Um, just reiterating what Pat said: like any given week of his ball striking, and you know that little three wood that he likes to hit, I, he just fits pretty well at this course, I think. And just in any big tournament, I kind of bought back Colin Morikawa to play pretty well. Um, and then the one I'm going to steal from Trev, Daniel Berger outright, found him at plus thirty four hundred. Um, I have a quarter of a unit to win eight point five on that. You know, just another player who you know had the heartbreak a couple weeks ago, probably should have won that tournament, didn't end up winning it, took a week off. Um, he's always pretty good in Florida. I, I, it's just kind of a hunch. I feel like Daniel Berger might win this tournament. Just seems like the type of guy. 
Um, yeah, so then getting into the rest of my bets, I'm going to take a round one three ball. So I'm going to take Billy Horschel plus 150 over Max Homo and Justin Rose. One unit to win 1.5. Billy Horschel has been pretty good this year. He obviously in Florida. Had, in Florida, especially. He obviously had a, a tough final round, but who didn't um, the other last week? So uh, I think Billy Horschel is going to get back out there and play pretty well in round one. And I, I kind of like his chances against Max Homo and Justin Rose. I think Max Homo got cut the only time he's played in this event. So uh, we'll see how that works out. And then another guy has been playing pretty well, Alex Noren. I have him top 40 plus 145. I have uh, three quarters of a unit to win 1.09. He has two top 20 finishes at Sawgrass, and he's been in the top 10 two of his last three starts. So he's been been rolling pretty well. Also like the the plus money there to make a top 40. So I'm going to go with that. And then another guy, I'm going to take last year's winner. I kind of like doing this. I don't know why I, I just realized that, but I always picked last year's winner to do something. And I pick uh, Justin Thomas, top 20, minus 120. I'm going to put 1.25 to win 1.04 on that. Again, this golf course fits his game really well. He's played pretty well recently, and I'm going to go with that. When and you, then, sorry. What'd you say? Go ahead. Just when you look back to like Riviera, he was really good at positioning off the tee there. So I feel like that, like, it's just. Yeah, every wood. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he just didn't have a good putting day. And he obviously he, he did that at this tournament last year. So he, yeah. he's just he, he fits this course pretty well. Like I could see him going back to back. I mean, he's just the type of player that could do that. A more M thing, like you know how you can do like one and two. Yeah, that would be an interesting. That would be an interesting. I, once I finished my bets, there was a guy that I missed out on that I kind of wanted to bet, but I just couldn't find a spot for. Yeah. Um. And then I'm also going to back Corey Connors. So I have Corey Connors top 30 plus 160. I have 0.75 to 1.2 on that. I mean, Scory Corey, such a good ball striker um, coming off of a T11 last week, like we mentioned earlier. You know, I think he could do pretty well at a tournament like this. And his putting's kind of turned a corner uh, recently as well. So that was kind of the part of his game that was lacking. And he's, he's kind of turned that around. Um, and then my last one. I feel like I have to do this for the players just because it is the players. It is the Island green, a hole in one to meet, be made on the 17th hole. Yes. Plus two fifty. I'm going to put a half a unit to win 1.25 on that. I feel like oh, I just got to do it. I mean, we had the hole in ones at the um, 16th at Scottsdale. I feel like the people that are like the players for holes like this just come out and, and something big happens. So we're, we're going to go with it. There, I think there's been eight hole-in-ones at the 17th hole. So we'll, we'll see. So <laughs> Any um, beer game thrown on the 17th green if there's a hole-in-one? Maybe into the water. Yeah, in the water, maybe. <laughs> the cleanup won't be as bad. So um, the, the one guy the one guy that Not very environmentally want, friendly, though, if they're yeah. throwing it in the water. The one guy that I did want to bet that I couldn't just find a spot for is Patrick Cantley. I think he could win this tournament. Yeah. I haven't heard a lot about him the last couple of weeks because he hasn't really played um, in the Florida, Florida swing. So, I mean, he's been, he was so good to start the season, took a couple of weeks off. I, I think he could come back this week and, and win. This if you game. really wanted to, I feel like you could throw, like, if you were just, if you were not looking to bet, like, um, some, like, under uh, some, some dogs, you could just bet Morikawa, Cantley. And um, and JT and you have a very good chance at a triple chance on those guys. I don't know what the odds would be, but sure, there's one. Yeah, yeah, like those those three are just gonna be. They're going to be good this week. They're going to contend. 
Yeah, you could bet you could get bet JT Morikawa and Scheffler this week in a triple chance. It's plus three eighty. Okay, so, so the Cantley would be oh the Cantley and, and Scheffler have like very similar odds, it's like twenty and twenty two to one. So it's about three eighty then. So Scheffler's twenty nine to one. Um, what I see. Oh. Well, dude, and, the books are very different. Yeah, depends on where you go. I mean, I, I, found, I found some interesting numbers. I saw people. one on one site for 46 to one for Corey Connors and seven, 70 to one. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Um, now, one thing we didn't mention about this tournament, and I'm going to make it the title of this podcast, so we should probably mention it. Yep. How about the purse this week? Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's get into the clubhouse and we'll talk about it. Let's get in the clubhouse. So the biggest purse in PGA Tour history for the PGA Tour's flagship event. $3.6 million to the winner. $20 million purse overall. Um, last place gets $43,000 and the top 30 all get six figures or more. Yes, this was tweeted by Kyle Porter earlier. I mean, second place, two point two million. That's usually like what somebody wins. Like, that's more than what somebody would win yeah. in a tournament. We get one point four for third place is kind of on par with like what a winner would get. Uh, Nine hundred eighty thousand for fourth. I mean, the numbers are just crazy. Uh, the top thirty six make six figures, like you said, and top thirty six. Yeah. And then last place, like you said, forty three grand for for last place. Just make the cut. And Phil wants to leave because he wants more money. I know, right? How <laughs> ironic is that? <laughs> now he won't be able to play. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They had a press conference. Maybe it's because Phil wants play. money for not making cuts because that's that's where his game's been. Uh, There's featured. growing speculation that he's not going to play at the Masters. Which oh my god. Wild. I'm pretty sure well, he said he think, he's going to play. You would think he would want to play at the U.S. Open. Like that's that's the last one. But I guess maybe we'll see. Dude, oh, the U.S. Open is going to be so cool. Yeah. I need to, I, I won't be so here. cool. What? I would say I, I won't be here anymore, but I would, I would love yeah, to what's, go. What's your deal? You moving to Atlanta? I am. Next, I'll be there Sunday. Background for Trev next week. Yeah. New, I might no not, more, be, no, I might no not more, be on the podcast. No more dungeon. We'll see. No more dungeon? No, no more dungeon. Nice. Well, that'd be cool. Yeah. Your office in Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. I'm what going to the game. I'm going to the game Sunday, at the United game Sunday, and then I will be working Monday. What when when did the season start? Like recently, right? Like a couple, couple, weeks ago. couple weekends ago. Like three weeks, I think, maybe two weeks. Yeah. I'm sorry to interview you, but what's what's the position called again? I saw it on t- t- ticket operations <laughs> assistant. <laughs> If you want Atlanta United tickets, hit up Trev. Where to get them? Yeah, honestly, you can come down and we'll get. Probably, I can probably get you like free tickets or cheap tickets. <laughs> I don't think I'd be paying that much anyway. They do. They do have. A oh, their their stadiums and like they sell out. Like they sell out the whole stadium. It's like the Mercedes Benz spaceship looking. Yeah, no, they expansion, yeah. expansion franchises do well in the MLS. I mean, like I don't know if you saw the the Charlotte. Charlotte, they were sold out. Yeah. That was pretty sick. Charlotte's That's a good sports city, low key. Yeah, Charlotte's what? Good sports city. They are. Charlotte is a good sport. Charlotte's an awesome city just in general. Hurricanes, yeah. pretty good this year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, 
Hurricanes are not in Charlotte. They're in uh from the Raleigh area. Yeah, they're in Raleigh. Yeah. Whatever. Same place. We should we we should who else we mentioned about the Rory? Like what do we think about Rory? Oh, right. Those comments. Um he did say, I don't think it's anywhere in the press, but he did say that when he when he, when he came off the 18th green, he was like, I'm just like I'm I know I'm just like uh venting here because I just can't came off the green, but and then he said all that. So it's like he acknowledged that he's just venting because he's angry at his round of golf. I mean, Rory's come off the no, golf course angry before. I mean, we oh, earlier this year he ripped his shirt. So yeah. I'm sure if he had an interview oh. right now, he'd have a cooler head. Yeah. Speaking of that, you Matt Jones's putter throw. Did you oh, see that? That was, that was crazy. <laughs> and no, no laying up posted about it. And they posted a screenshot like right as he was at the bottom of the swing. It's like, and they're like, they're like, 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 like Matt Jones really needs to work on getting his left shoulder out of the way more. Like, <laughs> like acting like it was an actual swing. Well, uh, played, that was, that was really funny. Six holes, I think, without a putter. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, chucked it. I couldn't tell where he chucked it. I'm assuming in the water. I'm assuming you wouldn't just chuck it into the crowd or anything like that. But hopefully, there's no club throws this week uh, um, on 17. So, uh, I, 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 they're, they're, they're all, there's always be. someone. There's someone snap. I hope someone like snaps. Yeah, who was it last year that like absolutely shit? Bungie hit a 10. Yeah. Oh no, Adam. No, Benon. Was Benon? Was it Benon? Somebody. Benon. Ben on. Ben on, I, I saw on Twitter earlier today. Benon posted like it was like it was a PGA Tour graphic saying like, "What would you make on 17?" And Benon said somewhere between or how many shots would it take you to get to 17 green? And he said somewhere between one and nine. <laughs> so here, here's here's what we'll do to end the episode. What do you guys think the high score on 17 is this week? Ooh. I, I don't think it will get to double digits. That's just my. No, I mean like I think, I think oh, eight, eight. I think somebody. Are we gonna see a shank eight. again? Brendan mm-hmm. Todd shanked into the. Uh, Todd that was who shanked it. Into um, the into the flower tree or like that tree, like twenty. I don't know if you. I don't know if you're gonna see a shank as bad as that. Now no. it would have been so electric if if Brendan Todd hit it into that tree and like took the boat out there and decided to. to yeah, that'd be a. Like, the, the, they wouldn't. I really want to see that happen. Is that ob? It's probably OB. Well, I, but I, I, it, it might not be OB, but like it's, I think it's just, I, I don't know. It might be like a flower bed ruling kind of thing. Yeah. There's flowers there and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. But I think I'll go with like, I'll go with a, a seven. Someone yeah, I got, in the I got water twice. I was going to say seven. So I guess I'll say nine. Okay. But, seven, eight, nine. Weather player, like we haven't talked about DJ at all, Spieth at all. Um, Xander Shoffley's not going to win. Driver, which is the only thing. Yeah, that's he doesn't fit. I feel like he doesn't fit this course. Yeah, if if he has the driver going, like he can be great. If he just has like, yeah, he has a short game. He has is really because he has had the driver driving accuracy improving this year. Mm -hmm. So he's also but had it's, some it's, like really incredible ball striking rounds. Just like he's probably like if you look at the top ball striking rounds, like Jordan Spieth probably has one of the top three this year. Yeah. He's just a great like he, he's not he's not made for a tight golf course. Like he's good at like an, like an Augusta. It's kind of like open. Trouble. And, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like he, he gets into way too much trouble to uh like make like like we said, if he's driving the ball with accuracy, like he he's he'll be great, but and he's played well, he's finished T four here before, but it's it's very it's dependent on the driver. driver. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. drivers is good this week. Maybe? gonna be top five. Maybe open oh, yeah. champion for, for Jordan Speed this year. St. Andrew is pretty wide open. All those courses over there are wide open, pretty yeah. wide open. I, I, I could actually see. I mean, we, we've been mentioning a lot of people for the open, but like places like St. Andrews, like kind of fits Jordan Speed. Doesn't really matter where he hits it off the tee. Yeah, he, he he was he was like one shot out of the playoff that one year. He he won the first two majors, and then yeah. I don't know when Tiger. Well, Tiger's gonna win the British Open. That's we all know that. When he comes back, Maybe. yeah, uh, and Rory and Rory's getting his game just fine tuned just in time for the Masters in a couple months. Couple yeah, weeks. No, we, re- we really don't need any more of those like four or five over rounds from Rory because no, I, I, I could shoot his confidence going into I'm, the I'm good, yeah. This, I was thinking about it too. This is like the starting like this week is like the best like month, like my favorite month of sports, like ever. It's like players, then there's March, March obviously March Madness, then after March Madness it goes right into the Masters. It's like those that four week span is is unbeatable in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be I'll be out in Vegas next week, so we'll see if I'll be on the pod or not. But playing a couple of golf courses out in Vegas, so see how nice. those. Um, yeah, and then next week we got the Valspar after this, which is you know pretty difficult course. So it's a difficult course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the Snake Pit, right? Yep. So yeah, we'll we'll see you guys after the 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 players. It's gonna be a great tournament, and then it's gonna be March Madness next week too. So it's gonna be a great week. See you next week.